Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Coach's Corner. Before I dive into my really amazing talk with Elizabeth Dialto, I want to tell you about something super fun that you may not know about. So this podcast is going up on Saturday, July 22nd, and on Monday, July 24th, I am starting my Summer of Loving Challenge. And don't worry, it's not challenging at all. It's actually an opportunity. And it's a huge opportunity to win a really, really big prize of six-month membership into my Inner Circle community. So my inner circle is my membership community where you get coaching from me, meditations, daily practices, and access to an incredible community. Each month, we focus on a quality, a skill that you really want to embody. People in there are loving it. I'm loving it. I I just love having this community. And if you win the Love Challenge Contest, which I'm going to explain in a second, you get a six-month free membership into Inner Circle. Inner Circle is $97 a month, so do the math. I'm not going to do the exact math, but rounding up, it's about $600 value. That's that's a good prize, I think. So how do you do this Summer of Love Challenge? It's very simple. Go to christinehasser.com slash love dash challenge, and I'll put that in the show notes. Again, christinehasser.com slash love dash challenge. Now, If you're listening to this interview a few days later, that's okay. You can still join us up until Wednesday, or if it's way past July, that's okay. You can sign up at the same URL and enter our next challenge. How the challenge works every day of the challenge. It's only five days long, so not a super big commitment. You can email from me sharing how I really share love, how I add more love to my life, things I do to feel love, my favorite places that I love. And your part of the challenge is you post the same thing. Like what brings you joy? What makes you feel loved? It'll all be prompted in the emails from me. This is super, super easy. It makes much more sense once you sign up for the challenge. So just go sign up. Again, christinehasser.com slash love-challenge. It's totally free and you could win a six-month membership into Inner Circle. Okay, so let's jump to this interview. Question for you. Are you ready to untame your soul? That sounds really good, doesn't it? Or maybe it doesn't. Maybe it sounds terrifying. Either way, I have one of my best friends and soul sisters here for you on Coach's Corner to talk about it. Meet Elizabeth Dialto. She is the founder of the Wild Soul Movement. Her mission is to build community, curate conversations, and create content, events, and experiences that turn your relationship with yourself into one of the most wild, passionate love affairs of your lifetime. The Wild Soul Movement program, which we're going to talk about, provides a grounded and loving practice in self-discovery designed to get all parts of you in right relationship with each other. Elizabeth's aim is to meet you where you are at and guide you to where you want to be while always keeping primary focus on cultivating your trust and faith in the idea that everything you've always needed has always been inside of you. So like I said, we're going to talk about what the Wild Soul Movement is, and Elizabeth shares how she learned to love herself and her body by stripping away everything that was preventing her from seeing what already was. She's committed to help you do the same. I'm personally taking this course and I'm part of the wild soul movement. You can join me at wildsoulmovement.com slash Christine. And I'll put those links in the show notes as well. Enjoy this talk with my good friend, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, I adore you. I'm so glad that you're here. I have shared many laughs and tears with you (laughs) (laughs) and really, really, really grateful to bring you to the over and on with it crowd because we're going to talk about getting in our body. 
and our Thank relationship you so much. with our body. Yeah, yeah. Happy to have you here. So body, this is something that comes up a lot on Over It and On With It. There's a lot of people that deal with everything from body shaming, body hating, judging their body, one exercise program after another, to dealing with eating disorders for perhaps their entire life. You're really passionate about approaching all those things from a different perspective and really talking about getting into our body. Why is that so important and why are you so passionate about it? That's so good. I love this question because, well, first of all, the culture that we've all grown up in has a lot of messaging around what it like, what is like an ideal body. And whether or not you personally subscribe to it, like it's literally everywhere. Because if I was to say to you, imagine an ideal body, we would all probably close our eyes and picture something relatively similar. And that inherently is a problem for the great majority of us who aren't shaped like that, (laughs) you know, and, and like, and there starts like the disapproval based on this like messaging that, you know, none of us asked for, we didn't sign up for this. Um, and so much of it is, is based on physical appearance. And when we're objectified and sexualized as women, especially from a very young age, we totally miss out on what is miraculous about the body. What is wise about the body? You know, what is so valuable, um, about inhabiting a human body, but especially a female body. Mm. And so, I'm super passionate about that because I went from being in the fitness industry where everything was about the externals to realizing, hi, I'm part of the problem I don't believe in and going, what else is going on? And and taking my own journey into connecting to my intuition, learning to speak my body's own unique language of the senses, which I feel like is how I connect with, you know, the divine or source or whatever it is that anyone listening personally calls it. But I feel like that is how I'm communicating with I call it my wild soul. Some people call it your higher self is, is the messages coming from my body, not the external world. And I feel like those are the true messages, our messages and, and everyone's messages will be different, but it's really how we get to know this really intimate and beautiful aspect of ourselves. It was a mm. long answer. That makes sense. I love long answers. I love it. So let's, let's unpack this a little bit. How, I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that go, okay, I know I probably live in my head and not so much in my body, but what are some telltale signs that you're not embodied? You're not living in your body. You're not connected to your body. Yeah. Feeling overwhelmed or feeling anxious, feeling stressed, because when we get to these extreme points where we can't focus, where we can't be present or where we're just like often in some kind of emotional upheaval or distraction, It's a sign that you're not in your body because those things can only be happening. Those things are only sustainable when you're in your mind primarily, because those things are, they come from thoughts generate those things on an ongoing basis. But when you are in your body, you can actually relax and breathe and feel into the safety of a moment, the connection of a moment, you know, what's real and what's happening in front of you rather than a lot of those things overwhelm, fear, resistance, anxiety, stress are because we're focused on the future or we're dwelling in the past. And so body is also the best access point to being in the present. So mm-hmm. that's, that's what I'd say for that. I'm sure a lot of people are nodding their head and going, Oh my gosh, that's totally me. I'm stressed. I'm anxious. I'm overwhelmed. 
all this stuff is sounding really good, Elizabeth, but how the heck do I do it? Like, do I have to do yoga? Do I have to do belly dancing? Do I need to take a pole class? Like, what do I do? Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's a million ways, right? I personally am a little biased because back in 2013, I created a sensual movement practice, the purpose of which was not to be exercised, was not to sweat, not to burn calories, but literally just to spend time with your body that incorporates mantras and some yoga like movements and some pole dancing like movements. Cause it's just a lot of nonlinear movement where the emphasis is not on the form or the performance, but rather how it feels in your body and connecting with yourself, but really anything that invites you to slow down and experience being in your body, right? Anything that has you connect in some way to your breath, and allows you to calm your mind and go from a lot of us are running in that fight or flight side of our nervous system, uh, which is sympathetic. And the parasympathetic is the relax and restore side. So anything that allows you to drop into that and like, again, feel what you feel, notice the sensations of your body, get to experience what surrender is like in a safe environment where you realize like, Hey, My body actually knows what to do. For example, some women think they can't dance, but if you, and have used the excuse of being drunk to dance, like this used to be me in college. I'm like, hi, my body knows what to do. I have rhythm. My body can connect with music and move to a beat. But the way to get out of my head in college was to be drunk, right? Now I just need to like take a couple breaths and grab myself and I can like dance to anything and I'm not afraid or worried, but the body knows so much how to respond to so many of these things, even with exercise. Like when we're overthinking or trying to like follow the form or do this thing perfectly, that we're not letting the body just do its genius thing. So anything where you get to use your body and move your body is what I recommend. And this takes practice. Totally. And and as someone who was very much in my head and had a lot of body stuff and was very disconnected from my body, very disconnected from my sensuality, which is more than just our sexuality. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's just experiencing pleasure in our body. I mean, really kind of the physical pleasure was, you know, enjoying a piece of chocolate or maybe getting a massage, but really creating that from the inside out, not relying on an external source like a massage or a piece of chocolate or whatever. Right. to give me that experience, that was a huge growth edge for me. And it took some time because after being disconnected from my body for so long, getting that language back, getting that communication back, I had to be patient with it. It wasn't yeah. like I spent one afternoon dancing in my house, just kind of moving around. And all of a sudden I was like, yeah, this feels great. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> You know, one, two, three step plan. Here I am embodied again. No, it it was really being willing to be in that kind of awkwardness and those questions of, is this working? And I feel really weird and -hmm. continuing to move through that process. And do you find that that's common for people that it can feel like our own bodies, these things that we've had since we were born can feel foreign? Big time. And I, I find that for people, um, the level to which you've been disconnected from your body for whatever reason, whether there was a trauma, an accident, an illness, an injury, an eating disorder, whatever it is, sometimes that correlates with 
like how, how much time you invest in practice to get to a place of feeling comfortable. I don't say that to shame anyone, but I say that to set an expectation that if you've really struggled with your body, it could take a while and it's worth it to keep going. So I want listeners to know, like, you're not doing it wrong. You're not failing. It's just the amount of time that you spent not being a friend of your body. It's going to take some time to build a relationship with your body. And are there anything you can recommend that helps with that other than, other than movement or things people can say, uh, yeah. dedicating a, a certain amount of time per week, having friends and support system, like what helps? Yeah. First of all, so it's different for everyone, right? I'd love to give a formula, but everyone's body is different, but definitely having a supportive community of women on a similar path, right? And whether they've had your same exact experiences, like in every group of women, there are other women who have had your experiences on some level. And I find that's amazing to even just be able to share something in a space and, and have even one other person go, yep, me too. I've totally been there because the way our mind works, we often try to convince ourselves like this must be me. I'm defective. There's something wrong with me. And again, like part of our culture has breeded women to constantly think that something's wrong with them, not that there's something wrong with the system. And that's why right. they feel weird or oh, uncomfortable yes. or unsafe or oh whatever. Oh my God, that was such a mic drop. Say that again. <laughs> oh man. Uh, whenever people ask me to say something again, I'm like, oh, what I just, well, just say? Just the part about that we've been conditioned to believe what, yeah. yeah. We've been conditioned to think that there's something inherently wrong with us rather than that there's something inherently wrong with the system oh. that has us all thinking there's something wrong with us so based true. on these impossible standards that just don't even make sense to many of us to try to live into. It's so, so true. And that's the thing, like in so many cultures, aging, for example, is revered. Totally. And, and it's not something that people Botox their way out of. It's something that is just, you know, it, it, it happens and you're known for your wisdom and people look forward to it because of, because of the wisdom. But in our culture, most Western culture, we fight it and we're told, especially as women, as we get older, we're less beautiful, less valuable, so on and so forth. And if we don't have a certain size, then we're less sexy or whatever it may be. But I think that's great. Like to question what the belief society is projecting on us. And, and maybe that's a good opportunity to do some of Byron Katie's work, you know, asking those questions when you believe something about your body, like I'm not supposed to look this way or I'm not sexy. Like, is that true? Is right. that really 100% true according to who? And, and I have found that most, um, when I'm talking about like heterosexual relationships and I ask men, what do they find sexy in women? They say confidence. They say a woman totally. who is in her body. And what I love about what you teach is it's not, you're not teaching women how to be sexy, No. <laughs> but your work naturally makes people sexy. And oh, sensual. totally. It's so interesting how people will share with me how they do dance now, or they're much more confident in, in their sexual relationships, or they feel more pleasure in their bodies, or they enjoy all kinds of things more. And, and the thing that's not surprising, because this was one of the big intentions, was that they actually, they trust themselves more. Because when you know what your body's signals mean, you can know what's a real yes for you, and you can know what's a real no for you. So you can really step into a practice of discernment 
and set boundaries in places where you weren't able to before because in your mind you were telling yourself that you need to please people, you need to be loved and liked and all these things, but now your body goes, "Uh uh-uh, that's not for you. You can say no to that and you go, oh, snap, great. I didn't want to go to that thing anyway. Mm. And I'm going to ask you in a moment to walk us through some of the the wild movement, like what's involved in that. But before we do, I would love you to talk about how doing this process for yourself has shifted you physically, in relationship, mentally, creatively, financially. How has this practiced, this internal practice shifted things for you externally? Oh my God, it's the best. Um, (laughs) So first things first. Of all the years that I've been doing various entrepreneurial endeavors and a couple different career pivots, it wasn't until I had the idea for this movement practice and started like working it out and practicing it myself that I was able to make any kind of income that could actually sustain me without going into debt or like needing my mom to bail me out on occasion. Mm. So that was literally up until I was right around 30 years old something about being able to trust my inner wisdom finally so I could tune out all of the shoulds and supposed tos and the way every like the way I was trying to conform to the way everyone else does entrepreneurship especially on the internet I was able to go nope I got to do this my way and now I'm willing to trust myself and my ideas I'm willing to put myself out there creatively because I inherently feel safe in myself and I know that like no matter what you know home is not a place me being accepted, like I have to accept myself first. Mm -hmm. And that includes all parts of me. So that aspect, that relationship to my body was really important. And I've never been like a traditionally sized or shaped person. I'm five foot three and three quarters. You know, I'm Italian and Puerto Rican. I'm a curvy woman. I have big boobs. I have a big butt, like a little thick. I used to, when I was in fitness, I like worked out like a fiend and I like kept it tight But when I could no longer really force myself to do those workouts that were more like punishments or operating on a system of checks and balances, my body softened, I gained some weight. And I got to tell you, the way it feels now to feed myself and move my body that aligns with my values rather than that aligns with my insecurities, Uh. my energy, right? Like I feel like for the most part, I'm rarely tired except for when I'm in like the premenstrual or menstrual phase of my cycle when like my energy takes a natural dip, if that makes sense. Of course, of course, aligns with my values rather than my insecurities. Because I think so many people take action to manage their insecurities. Totally. Rather than to really step toward what they want. And I think you are just so freaking sexy and beautiful. Like just, you just radiate it. You just radiate it. And people feel that. And it doesn't, and there's a difference. And this is for men and women in terms of being sexy, in terms of a seductress and kind of throwing sexy energy to get something versus just being so juicy in your own body that Mm -hmm. you just naturally emanate it. It's a much healthier way to be, to to be sexual and to be sexy. It's funny. We're going to, I'm not going to air this interview that we're recording right when we're talking, but this current month that we're recording this interview, which is June, the quality that we've been focusing on in my membership community, every month we focus on embodying equality because people that join inner circle, they have enough psychological awareness. (laughs) So it's really about practices that get us to embody qualities and really feel them and become them. 
And this month we're focusing on sensuality and sexuality. And a lot has come up for people. And one of the things that we're really dismantling is that sexuality and being sexy is not about performance. And Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. much of sexiness is tied to performance energy. And how am I going to be looked at? How am I going to be perceived versus how am I looking at myself? How am I perceiving myself? And how am I truly embodying my, my own body? Cause I, I believe that when we embody our body, we enjoy it. Like yeah. we're supposed to, <laughs> it's what it's here for. It's here for us to enjoy, not for us to fight against. Yeah. And, and, you know, and this is, you know, speaking on that topic, my orgasm, the amount of pleasure I'm able to experience with or without a partner now that I've done these practices Mm -hmm. is like, I had no idea. Like before I was attached to this climax, right? The type of orgasm we're all familiar with. But now I have this experience of like, from the moment I'm touched to the moment I'm done being touched, like the whole thing feels like an orgasm because I'm, my senses are permissible. They're turned on. I'm, I've given myself permission to actually feel cause like every woman is capable of feeling all of that pleasure. It's just a matter of if, if all the healing that we need to do around the right and wrong of that, the shame of it, the trauma attached to it or whatever, And something I really appreciate about the movement practice as well, as I've heard from a lot of my friends who do trauma work, is that it's it's really trauma-informed. It's sensitive to that things are going to come up for people. It's like uh, if anyone's ever been in a yoga class and you go into like a pigeon and all of a sudden you're hysterical crying, you're like, Mm -hmm. why am I crying in yoga? Mm -hmm. You know, like that happens and it's like built in that like, yeah, we know that that's going to happen and you're okay and you're safe. And, And you get to like really care for yourself. Yeah. And then really be your own, you know, friend or parent or lover. It's, it's really something else. Ah, well, now that you were just talking about having awesome orgasms, I think that's a <laughs> really great time to segue into this course that you're <laughs> offering people. <laughs> because I think a lot of people will be like, I want what she's having. <laughs> right. That's so funny. You know, I remember actually the first year I released Wild Soul Movement, someone told me, oh, one of my clients did your thing. And she told me she felt like she just had hot sex with herself. And again, it's not because she was like orgasming everywhere, but when you actually allow yourself to enjoy your body yeah. and when you use your body to explore like self-discovery, getting to know yourself. So many of us do this in the mental realm. Like we read books, we attend courses, we listen to podcasts and we get the, the mental stimulation. But when it's coming from your body, like your body is so wise, your body knows things, your body can remember. And so when you're like turning things back on, when you're reawakening things that have been dormant for a while, it's, exciting stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Exciting stuff and liberating stuff. And you can free up all that energy that's being wasted on judging yourself and criticizing yourself and looking in the mirror and shaming yourself. And wouldn't you love to enjoy your body instead? And please, please, everyone listening, don't think that when you lose those five pounds, those 20 pounds, those 100 pounds, that that's going to solve everything. That is not Listen, the answer. I had to gain like 25 pounds to fall in love with my body. Mm. <laughs> mm. I said gain, y'all, not yeah. lose. Like I, I gained 25 pounds. I was like, oh, I love this. I love this thing. Yeah. Well, and now you probably feel at a weight that feels right for your body versus trying to like control it into something that doesn't feel good to you. 
Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 Okay. So let's talk about Wild Soul Movement. I am a proud partner for this course. You can learn more about it and you can sign up, um, through me at wildsoulmovement.com slash Christine. And that link will be in the show notes, but tell people Elizabeth, what this is, what they receive. Okay. So it takes, takes people on a journey through four topics, surrender and release, trust and receiving wild dreaming and desire and love and creation. The whole mission is to become the living, breathing embodiment of feminine truth and power. Mm. And I know we're living in a time where gender conversations are sensitive. This is not like, it doesn't matter how you identify as a woman or what like feminine needing to mean or look a certain way. It's actually about embodying your version of those things. That's the important part. There's not an ideal, like this is what feminine looks like in wild soul movement. It's like, it looks like whatever the hell it looks like for each individual person. And that's part of what you discover in the process. So there's movement practice videos, like I described earlier, they're like anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes. And each video has a mantra that goes with the theme. So for example, in surrender and release, the first mantra is it is safe for me to let go. And the movement is like a physical expression of the words, because it's a really amazing thing when you're moving your body and you're repeating something over and over again. What I realized, Christine, is if I was like this, a lot of my women would probably be like this. So I have very intelligent, overactive, over-functioning women, mm -hmm. like very much in their heads. And so I'm like, okay, instead of trying to teach people like a stillness meditation where it's like, be still, uh, torture, release your thoughts. People are like, I can't do that. I'm like, cool. Instead of trying to release your thoughts and be still, let's continue moving and just pick a thought that is more helpful right? So you repeat something over and over again, that's aligned with the theme. So you can actually have a healing and transformative process, not necessarily like torturing yourself, trying to sit still and not think, which all of us are still doing, you know, there's a video lesson to go with each topic. There's a guided meditation to go with each topic. And then there's also our community. Our Facebook community is absolutely unbelievable. Like we've had the things that our women uh, support each other through. Like we've had two women leave abusive relationships this year. We've mm. had, you know, women ask for raises, get new jobs, move across the country, like make these big decisions. And like they pop in, uh, we've had women come in to announce their engagement to us before they even tell their family. Wow. Cause they know they'll be celebrated, you know, like it's just, it's super supportive. It's super amazing. Um, and so, you know, through all those aspects and then I'm super active in there because I, I love this. I'm, I'm really passionate about it. So anything I can contribute from my own experience and just guiding women through the process and then something a little uncommon about it. I know like some people like things to be in a, a time container, like 12 weeks, 90 days, but it's really, it's 12 sessions and four topics. And it's actually important to me that people take it at their own pace because mm -hmm. everyone's different, you know, like some people, when they get to trust and receiving, who've had a history of trust issues, they need to be with that topic, like one, two, three months before they can move on to wild dreaming, you know? So it's really built to meet people where they are and really honor whatever process anyone needs to have. And also to be something people can come back to at varying phases in their life because we're women and we're a cyclical creature creatures. <laughs> Love it. And I'm going to be taking it. I'm so excited to I'm be so excited. And where can people find more about you and listen to your podcast and get your Oracle deck and all the amazingness that you create? All the things. The website is wildsoulmovement.com. 
Um, our podcast and our show notes are at untameyourself.com, but they both point back to each other. And if you search any of the social medias for Elizabeth Dialto, I'm on all the things. All the things, all the things. Thank you for all the things that you shared with my tribe today. Thank you so much for this work that you're doing because, whoa, do we need to get out of our heads and into our bodies. And you're giving people a physical way to do that, which is much different than trying to go through the head. (laughs) And it it actually works. That's how it's different. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mama. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Yeah.